0: this Christmas why not treat yourself to Kanye West's brand new Christmas album dance around your Christmas tree to such delightful tunes as The Third Reich Will Rise Again drink eggnog by the fire to such classics as My Wife Left Me and I Have Found Fascism serenade a loved one on this festive holiday season to who's that coming down your chimney it's the Gestapo the perfect gift this Christmas in selected stores only It's nearly Christmas time. Welcome to this week's episode of Clear and Oblivious, an NFL podcast. I'm recording this Tuesday. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of the Spain Morocco extra time game. It was being so boring that I couldn't even be waited like I couldn't even be arsed wait until the end of it to start recording. You know, I just have it on in the background. Um, but yes, the World Cup's really fucking things up. By the way. Like, you know, I, I'm really into, like, watching the NFL and everything, but I can't fucking – I can't focus on too many sports at once is what I'm saying. You know, we shouldn't be having a World Cup at Christmas. It's 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 eaten into my NFL time. should have been just NFL, and then they fuck off for their nine months, and then we could f- do the premiership nicely out until, like, you know, like summertime and, bang, a World Cup. We would, I would have been kept going all year round. But, oh, no. Oh, no. A couple of brown envelopes, eh? Couple of backhanders and here we are in the middle of November slash December, sorry, dealing with a World Cup. Uh but it's good fun. Um uh, but I do like to say thank God I don't have a family or they would have starved to death by now. We do have a special guest this week, but he is going to be on the Patreon episode, live and exclusive. I love saying live and exclusive, even though know it's not live and or exclusive. I suppose it is exclusive. You have to be on the fucking Patreon. Uh, and it will be out on Thursday evening. So we're going to record that on Thursday. And that's a little treat for all the Patreon people. But uh, this week, you're just going to have to deal with just me. Uh, I'm still at my left eye on this Morocco-Spain match. And it is boring. It's even boring me throughout w- from one fucking eye. It is Christmas now. Uh, I feel like it's an acceptable time for everyone to just be like, Okay, it's Christmas time. You know, like you get people really angry. You see a picture of like an ornament. On a, on a fucking Instagram story, and somebody's like, oh, Christmas already? You fucking weirdo. You know, and it's like November 29th. And I'm like, you're such a killjoy. I think that might have struck some people as a, as a thing, because that's usually me. I'd be usually that guy messaging I'm actually a recent convert to the old Christmas, or at least like uh, getting into the Christmas spirit and stuff like that. Every time I tell a story about Christmas, the reason why I'm so in, they they felt hell bent and converted me because I kept telling you, telling them the stories of like uh, what my Christmases were like and things like that, uh, and they they got really upset. They 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 treated me like I was, you know, I never, you know, like those movies, like I was a Grinch, never into the Christmas spirit. I'm basically, yeah, I'm basically what do you call the fucking Scrooge. Yeah, they thought I was Scrooge, okay? Because what happened was, and I have tweeted it before, and I've seen some people know the picture. I give my friends a picture of, like, when, when we were kids, there was a normal Christmas, right? But when we kind of, like, got old enough, uh, they really couldn't be arsed. It was just for the kids in our, our family. They've got a little bit more, like, put it like this. I came back from college once, and all our Christmas presents were underneath an exercise bike in the kitchen. And the next year I had it, they were just chucked amongst near the shoes in the hallway with no Christmas decorations anywhere, you know. Uh, And that really, really upset, especially Cara, who I live with. She she got real... She was just like, oh, child. Uh, And she bought me an advent calendar three years ago, and I'd never had an advent calendar in my life. Like, who the fuck... I I still, to this day, I'm a big fan of them. I actually keep up with them, uh, because I love chocolate. But I don't, like... I've have never bought one. I think it's weird buying an advent calendar. Correct me if I am wrong. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm all excited for motherfucking Christmas. Um, my Christmas, my favorite Christmas movie though is I don't treat it until like really into Christmas spirit until I watch until I get either really drunk or really high and watch the night before, which is a Seth Rogan, Joseph Garden levitt movie that is fucking excellent fun. So when I watch that. That's when I know it's fucking Christmas time, you know? Uh, I was telling them about uh, I got a Christmas present when I was 14 years old. I believe my family, right, it was about 12, 13, 14, something like that. I really wanted, like, uh, something for Christmas. My mum's like, no, no, you wanted a PC, didn't you? And I was like, I don't want a PC. I don't want a PC at all. And she was like, well, that's a real shame, grind, because the family needs one, so that's your present, because I ain't buying buy a new shit. And I was like, well, why am I getting raw dogged in this, Mum? Eh. I may, not, I may not have said that to her as a 12. Hey, Mom, why am I getting raw-dogged here? <laughs> um, but anyway, if you actually wanted a, a Christmas present for me, if you wanted a real Christmas present, before I get into the NFL uh, for the, the day, you know what I mean? If I wanted a real thing, I want tickets. I just want tickets to the movie Cocaine Bear. Okay? You know what? I'm going to Google this up now. I was about to start into the thing. Because this film looks unbelievable, and then it keeps saying, like, based on a true story and stuff. I've actually never read this. Okay, let me see. Quick Google. New York Times. Yes, cocaine bear was real. Here's the backstory. Uh, let me see the trailer for the new movie cocaine bear was released on wednesday and the title is not a metaphor or a clever word player the movie is about a bear high in cocaine the bloody spree that follows the bear is depicted in film is fictional but the story of a high bear is very real it's lower and is likely to grow with the movie which was directed by elizabeth banks in the set elizabeth banks used to like share some of my videos uh or it, maybe it was the the fax videos they the tri-channel videos i used to do back in the day but Elizabeth Bank was always like mad into them, I'm pretty sure. Unless I've got that completely wrong. Um, but she made the really shitty Charlie's Angels, so she needs this movie. A real gamble that when I think about it. You know, if you make an absolute Hollywood film as a director and you make the Charlie's Angels one and it's absolutely dog shit and upset people because it's so crap, and then you're going like, Well, I'm going to take on a movie now just to, you know, get me back on the map. She had it with fucking cocaine there. She must have done a fucking line before she made that one. That old decision. Uh, anyway, Ray Liotta, isn't it. He died in May, of course he is. I mean, if there was ever a movie with any movie with cocaine in the fucking thing, has Ray Liotta. That's my theory. Like anything with cocaine, Ray Liotta's in there. I don't even know how. Let me think. What other movies? He in Bar Goodfellas, he does cocaine. That. Uh, and what movies? How about? Would you go backwards? Any movies with Blow? Oh my God, Ray Liotta's in Blow. Isn't he? I know I'm talking in the podcast here. Really, My theory. Anything with cocaine in it. He's there. <gasps> I'm pretty sure that Ray Liotta is the father in blue with Johnny Depp. The old Johnny Johnny Depp. Uh, what's the deal with Johnny? Does people like him or not anymore? I don't even fucking know. Anyway. It all began in the 80s. Of course it was the 80s. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation announced in 1985 that a 175 pound black bear had died of an overdose. Oh, it fucking died? I didn't want that. I like. I thought this was going to be... Well, thank God the movie's fictional and it goes off killing people. Like, I didn't want the fucking bear to just overdose and die. That's no crack. That's just, that's like what my dad did with those greyhounds. If you don't know that story, you can go find it somewhere else because I'm not fucking saying it again. Uh, but that's absolutely fucking killed me. Uh, it dried, uh perb fucking black bear. Was that it? Okay, was apparently dropped from, a, from a, a, a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died in September 11th. Jesus Christ, I thought that was another mix, like he died in 9-11. No, he died in Knoxville, Tennessee. His probably heart probably fucking popped. Uh, oh my Jesus Christ. Sorry, this is a real mess for the start. The cocaine was apparently dropped a, from a plane pilot by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died in September 11th. Now, he wasn't in 9-11, but he did die because he was carrying too much of a heavy load while parachuting. The motherfucker splat himself. Oh, Jesus Christ, the bear was found dead in the... There was nothing left, but... There was nothing left, but... Right, this is... it, Right. The bear was found dead in the mountains of Fanning County, whatever. It's just hard for the Tennessee... The Tennessee border. There's nothing left but bones and a big hide. There was only bones left? They didn't even fucking find them. All right, Dr. Kenneth at uh, the medical... Chief medical examiner at the time. Why... What the fuck? Why are they autopsying If they find just a dead bear, surely there was a dead bear just... Why the fuck are they performing autopsies? Do, do the people do this? Like if I was to go outside and find a fucking deer and I ring in the park leg, like, there's a deer here and he's like, oh, Christ, Christ I better get the FBI in. We're going to have to do an autopsy and find out how the fucking thing popped. Anyway, Kenneth Alonso's been doing it. The state's chief medical examiner at the time said after the autopsy in 1985 that the bear had absorbed three or four grams of cocaine, although it may have eaten more. It says there, although it may have eaten more, that makes it sound like he, he snorted three or four grams and then went, and he ate the rest. Three or four grams doesn't seem that much. Like, I reckon I could do three grams without dying. I reckon I'll, you know, what what the fuck's the black bear up to? That's it. This this is, you know what, this is not a cocaine bear podcast because this story's fucking mental. Uh, Okay, well, you know what, there you go. I just want tickets to that fucking film. If you can supply me with that, I'm going to be a happy boy. Uh, let's get on to the NFL, and let me start with saying here's some fucking news headlines. My name's Ryan Cullen, and these are the Clear and Oblivious News Headlines. In this week's spin of the Antonio Brown Wheel of Madness, we land on a 12-hour armed standoff with the police. Yep, that's right, if there is ever proof of the damages of repeated concussions, it's Antonio Brown. If in two years time Juju Smith-Schuster is naked screaming racial slurs into a bakery window on TMZ, we'll all know what happened. The Carolina Panthers have released Baker Mayfield, the former first-round overall pick has failed to make an impression after leaving the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, on the other hand, though, started their 360 million quid quarterback, but when he was so rusty he ended up with less yards than sexual assault accusations. The playoff picture is starting to become very, very clear in the NFL now of the Houston Texans not having a chance and fuck of ever making the playoffs. The Texans are that partner who promises to work on themselves but are doing lines of cutoff of sticky nightclub toilets and shagging old men and women for biscuit money. But let's hope they get better. The Dallas Cowboys scored 33 points in the fourth quarter of their Sunday night football showing with the Indianapolis Colts, as they played out a quarter as one-sided as the one in Harvey Dent's pocket. Jeff Saturday threw three challenge flags during the game, and 14 please-make-it-stop flags. That's all for this week's news headlines. Hello guys, why not join our Patreon where you'll get access to the Discord channel where there's a lovely community of people who watch the games together, share memes, even do competitions such as Fantasy Football and Last Man Standing. You'll also get uh, early access to the new episodes and a bonus episode on the Patreon every single week. Become part of the community. We'll see you there. Well, 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 I have just, look, I've just actually found something here on the internet about the NFL, about a certain player in the NFL, uh, and I'm not even sure if it's all true, but basically there was a, I saw a thread here uh, online, and it was about Dez Bryant, if you don't remember Dez Bryant, he was a, the Cowboys, like, number 88, I'd like to say, uh, wide receiver, he was an absolute killer, I remember he is he had the famous, like, catch slash drop Slash whatever fucking rule. Uh, that's the one that's be constantly brought up by commentators all over the place. I've got a couple of like, I've got 12 bullet points here, okay? About Des Bryant. About his early life. And uh, listen to this, right? So he was born to a team mother. Sure, fine. Happens to us all. <laughs> I don't know why I said happens to us all. My I wasn't a team mum, but still. Uh, mum was in prison for crack and narcotics. Number two. Number three, his mum used to beat him to let off steam and hit him with a pipe and throwing a car amp at him. I don't even know what a car amp is. Uh, Brutal. Number four, they were so poor they had to lock the fridge each night. I don't know why you would have to do that. Does that just mean, like, so people don't go up and eat anything? I don't get it. Five, almost a dozen people slept in his house each night. Sure. Uh, Des says, crackheads in my house, peanut butter and chips for my dinner. My life was, was bad all the way till I got to college. That's so depressing. Seven, he had, to steal his first fetus, he had to steal his first set of football pads because he couldn't afford them. Number eight, he used to eat He used to eat at the Salvation Army regularly because he didn't have uh, much food. Right? Number nine, he didn't have anyone to help him with his schoolwork and get him the right way. Uh, basically... Just whatever. Uh, Number 10, he was prone to emotional outbursts, which sent him uh, to the principal's office frequently, and he'd cry and apologize afterwards. 11, because of this, he was placed in special education classes and had a learning disability. And and number 12, uh, things only got worse for him because then he joined the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Sold you down the river there with all that. Uh, No, but really, the first 11 of those actual points were real. So that is real fucking grim. Um... But uh, good old Des Brown for battling through that. Jesus Christ, that is grim. Uh, I'm going go to get get onto these little predictions because you know usually on this podcast we always have the like, predictions and then people always come back and laugh at me. You know that's what we're. This is what this one's about. So far, my start of season predictions were two things: Justin fails to outburst. I can't claim that. Because I gave up on him in the discard, I was like, "This piece of shit's let me down." And then as soon as I said that, he kicked off. So I feel like that doesn't count on my part because he—he, he, you know—he—he he changed shit up. Uh, but uh, and then I also had Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl. I mean, like, how fucking, how fucking wrong is that? Like, how shite of a prediction does that look right now? When Russell Wilson, who ran on a what's it, fifteen seconds left in the game, he only had a game like ten yards to be in field goal position, and he did a thirteen yard a thirteen yard scramble play on fifteen seconds left, left himself with two seconds and got a loss of minus a yard, just chuck it away and do it again. What the fuck is that man doing? Absolute disaster. Anyway. And it's very funny that Noah Fant got a touchdown as well for the Seahawks at the same time because people are always saying, like even a Noah Fant straight-up swap with Russell Wilson looks like a fair trade right now. Never mind all the fucking first-time gra- draft you know gra- draft picks and things like that. So I'm going to give a couple of predictions here. Uh, at the moment, I am going to go, and this is a, a, against my better judgment. I mean, I'm about to Denver Bronco this, but I feel like the Super Bowl winners might be, just might be, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll tell you why I'm going to go with Dallas Cowboys. I think they have enough weapons to beat anyone. And they have enough defensive players like Parsons and even Diggs and stuff. Picked up to make shit happen on the back end of stuff. Um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I don't know what their odds are. But I think that the Dallas Cowboys might be my new pick. Who I think may go on a long run in the thing. But more than me in spectacular fashion. They'll just go into their very opening game against the Minnesota Vikings or something. And completely lose it. Playoff game number one. And I wouldn't be happy about it, by the way. Don't want you all sitting there thinking I'd be fucking delighted. I'd be raging. Uh I'm gonna go with defensive player of the year. I'm gonna skip the obvious one right now, because I reckon it's probably Micah Parsons, and he also seems to be quite a darling of the league in the terms of um you know, like uh just the commentators are really big him up every time. And he is, he's an absolute fantastic player, and he's definitely in the top two, uh, in my opinion. Uh I think TJ Watt would obviously win it if he wasn't absolutely dead the whole time. And he also doesn't look right after that. Torn Peck, or whatever the fuck he has. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say Nick Bosa. I felt right, I did feel like I, I checked up his uh, odds because I actually felt he was going under the radar somewhat, but uh, he isn't. He is like the second favorite. And I was like, I thought it was going to be Nick Bosa. He just seems to be making shit happen. Uh, and if he keeps that up until the end of the year, I think like we'll all be talking about him, even in two weeks' time, uh, as a potential probable winner. uh But then again, Mika Parsons could make it happen, especially if he go on the long run. I just said nothing. Anyway as I just said with the Dallas Cowboys. Offensive player in of the year, I, play, I feel it's going to be Justin Jefferson because every time I look up at a, a graph, it's like, oh, he's beating Randy Moss to stuff. And as soon as you're beating Randy Moss to all these records, I'm pretty sure you're in quite a good position to be winning it. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson probably, but mostly because people like Drake London showed flashes and Chris Olavi, Olavi, Olive, whatever, uh, also showed short flashes, short flashes, flashes, fuck's sake, and then dipped off Uh, Christian Watson maybe from the Packers if he was to continue on until the rest of the season but he had such a bad start so I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson purely on consistency I feel like he's been good the entire year and been reliable on offensive uh, yeah offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year fuck's sake Uh, I'm going to go with Tariq Woolen they just seem to have found an absolute gem in that dude uh, the old uh, Seahawks Uh, and that's what I'm going to do with my predictions (laughs) I got a whole lot of stories, whole lot of stories, I got a whole lot of stories, whole lot of stories, I got a whole lot of stories, whole lot of stories, I've got a whole lot of stories, whole lot of stories. You so full of look is it, look as it look is it, whole lot of stories, everybody look at me. I don't know why I still use that tune. And if you're to listen to this, you go, What the fuck is that tune? That and I don't even know if Gareth's gonna be happy about it. Mark, our old producer fucking met it, All right. He followed us. He stuck it together. And the reason why I'm putting it in is it was about Antonio Brown. It's that Antonio Brown beat. Uh, because he apparently just seemed to have went completely under the radar with this whole fucking armed robbery shit. I mean, like I feel like it was Kanye West made so much of a hassle in the whole news where everybody was just talking about Kanye West. Uh, and if you want to... By the way, I just did a podcast with Daniel Sloss there. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. And it's all about the fucking uh, Kanye West stuff. And it was an absolute riot. I mean... We pushed it a wee bit, in some of this stuff so much so that, like, I think the I think the whole thing came with like a disclaimer. <laughs> the whole episode, so do listen to that. But I feel like that just went completely under the record, uh, uh, under the under the fucking you know under the radar. Old Antonio Brown and more of his madness. It's actually at this kind of like not funny. I know we kind of like were laughing at him for a couple of years and everything, and then we kind of laughed at him about you know I think he he deserved it, especially with the sexual assault accusations and all that type of stuff. Uh, but now it's just getting kind of like, you know, like wor- worrying, you know, like Kanye as well, worry- worrying in a different type of fucking situation, you know, who else? Elon Musk, a different type of worrying. I feel like he's on the start of the curve and we'll see him in about, uh, you know, like three years time. That's when I just believe that Elon's going to crack. I'll do a quick little rundown of the the games here just to uh, see what we have here. We had uh, the Atlanta Falcons and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which was a good game. The Steelers are winning again, you know. Kenny Pickett looks like he's got a little bit about him, you know. Maybe we don't throw him under the bus just yet. Maybe Maybe there is life in this dog, you know. Maybe we do a couple more X-rays, and the dog is maybe maybe it's in there somewhere. Uh, I do believe we just look a lot more balanced with like Chase Claypool. I think that that just means the Anti Johnson and Pickens know where they are in the <laughs> the picking order in the picket order uh, and stuff like that. Pat Fryer moves obviously a great player. I think he'll be for a long time to come. Him and Pickens will be good weapons. So things are looking all right. Uh, I mean, we're starting to sneak up on the win column too, and I'm just like, I swear to God, see if Tomlin pulls off a winning season with that fucking team. With that team right now, another 40 years, another contract. He will never... it would be like, you're not the problem, Tomlin. It's all these older people. (laughs) Matt Canada is the fucking... Do you know what? You know what? I actually worry about how much I hate Matt Canada. You know? I know some of you people listening in the Discord or stuff like that hear me complain about this man so much, but I have a feeling like it could get violent. Like, if I ever met him, That's the level. And I don't want to be one of those fans. But I feel like if I saw my Canada in a Starbucks, it'd be so... I don't think I would. I'm not one of them people because, you know, I I just wouldn't... You know, if it's something negative or something like that about someone's thing. Because I would also be just like, if someone absolutely despised my comedy uh, after a comedy club or whatever, fine, during the show, sure. But someone came up to me on the street while I was in a Starbucks and just went, You know what? Your joke about old people makes me fucking sick. I'd be like, all right, Jesus, that would, I, you know, you look like the madman. So I probably wouldn't say anything to Mad Canada. I wouldn't say anything to his face. I would glass him. I'd, fucking... <laughs> I'd absolutely glass him. Uh, the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens had a one of the, the worst games of all time. Uh, Lamar Jackson is injured. Uh, as a Steelers fan, I, I, I'm i happy about that. Not because he's injured, but just because I'm pretty sure he may, may good chance he may miss uh, the Steelers game next week and would give us an actual shot. Uh, I think the Ravens are a good team. I think that their record is reflective of how good they are, but they have fucking also hush there look i mean they they won that game 10-9 shite like they they were fucking dog shit all out. the play calls were terrible blah 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 there's a couple of games they've won on like uh field goals and a couple of things breaking their way uh but i do believe that, they're, that it's not that they're i think that they could have easily lost four games more than they have but they haven't and they got through it Uh, with luck or whatever, but I also believe that they are as good as that. They are definitely clearly the best team in our league, or uh, in in the Steelers, Browns, and Bengals, fucking, you know, division. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still owns the fucking Chicago Bears. Uh, At this stage, it doesn't matter how bad the Packers get and how much better, maybe possible improvement the Bears get. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just owns them. You know, that man could be sitting there rubbing fucking elk blood on his balls to help him with the cold, but he owns the Bears at the end of the day. That's it. Job's done. I never want to hear the fucking question again. It's pretty impressive that Christian Watson guy because I feel like every time he catches the ball now, he goes for 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He's got like eight touchdowns in four games, uh, which is very funny because we were chatting about like oh, God, they're fucked. They have no receivers. They had to get just Alan Lazar, but that guy's like a brick. You know, like, Alan Lazar's the type of guy that will get you contested catches, but, like, don't expect him to burst off another 10 yards unless he's completely wide open or a defender falls down because it's like a... He's like a fucking frigid and wide receiver. And... with the Detroit Lions absolutely blew it. the Jaguars, which was uh, I'd like to say surprising, but it's not you know, the Lions they turn up they, like they've they've turned up multiple times. I said it before, I think that their record is way, way harsher. Like they're down near the bottom, they're ninth, I believe, right, out of uh, sixteen. They're on five and seven record. I just feel like they could have they could be on a winning record now and I wouldn't blink an eye. Uh, especially at the start of the season, like weeks two to four, they just kept fucking dropping off and it was it's it's fun. Uh, We had the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns beat the Texans 27-14. Um, I mean, it's not hard to beat the Texans at the best of the time. One of the worst offensive showings. I believe there was only one offensive touchdown in that game. The rest was just fumbles returned and fucking safeties and f- field goals and pish. I- I- I just an absolute dire game. Not looking good for Deshaun Watson, even though I suppose he's been a long time. We'll see how he goes. Uh, Fingers crossed that a bolt of lightning incinerates him on the pitch when he's on a fourth and ten. Um, We had the Minnesota Vikings uh, coming out and beating the New York Jets 27-22. They must be the real deal. I mean, they're constantly getting the wins, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, in fairness to them. Uh, They lost to the Dallas Cowboys, that real bad one. But either side of that, they have won. I mean, they won seven games before that, Cowboys, and they've won two games after. Pretty impressive stuff for the Vikings. And the New York Jets are nothing to be laughed at these days, so... They're, they're enough of a chance of a deep enough oil uh, shot. Uh, we have the Giants and the Commanders. They went out to a 2028 20 overtime, an old draw. And uh, we had the Eagles beaten coming through the Titans. The Titans look like they may. They're at a crossroads, I believe, is what uh, Mike Vrabel said. They're at a crossroads. They're either going to go down or up. It's all out in front of you like a wheelbarrow, son. Don't worry about it. Uh, Rams kind of played quite well against the Seahawks considering they have literally no players left but the Seahawks came through in the end up the 49ers surprisingly I'd like to say smashed the Dolphins it it seems like no matter how many quarterbacks the 49ers have who perish or die uh, it seems like just a placeholder They've so many weapons it's just like if you can catch the if you can catch a snap I feel like that's all the 49ers need a quarterback to do catch the snap after that Ham it off to fucking Christian McCaffrey. Check it down to McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell. Fucking need a big body guy. Chuck it out to Kittle at the side. You want somebody who does it at all? There's still Brandon Ayuk, and then you've also. I'm not even fucking talking about Debo Samuel, one of the best running back slash receiver slash Cordell pa- Ta- Patterson types in the league. Uh, uh, I hate to say it, the Cincinnati Bengals have come back 27 20, 27 24 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that is a that's worrying. Like, I was giving out about the Bengals the start of the season. They looked a real mess, and they were getting wins. But they they, they actually have gotten it together here. And Jamar Chase is only back now, too. So you'd you'd think they'd get better. But putting one down, another win in three in a row against uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs is not to be frowned upon. You know, well done. Uh, We have the Raiders beating the the Chargers, which is quite surprising. The Chargers just seem a bit, uh, forgive the phrase, uh, a little bit limp-dicked, you know. We're six and six but that's you know a herbert and all them players sometimes you're just like yeesh like they're only i'm pretty sure their only touchdown that game was a, another turnover and you're just like god what's going on there uh the late night game of course was that dallas game uh and last night we had the old uh, which was uh by the way a score of gammy or a 54 19 that score has never happened before uh, in the nfl so congrats to dallas on that there's another record for them <laughs> Uh, and then Tom Brady got the job done against the, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, very late on. Uh, but what a week! Just what a week of fucking sport. I don't really know what to do next. Um, it's fucking Christmas time. Can you ask going mental? I don't know what else you ha- you want from me. You know. <laughs> might ask answer a couple of your discord questions actually i'm going to keep the discord questions for uh thursday's patreon episode with our very very special guests so make sure you please log in to listen to that and you can find on patreon you heard the plug before i'm not going to fucking do it again I've, I've been noticing like a lot of you do you know the way right i don't know if i've mentioned this in the, the podcast before one of my biggest pet peeves is like companies like ryanair say or burger king where they're trying to be funny online you know even if it is funny material, I just feel like it's a big fucking, I hate it. You know, like Ryanair, supply like absolute dirt service. And then somebody's like, oh, you know, oh, my child had to sleep four hours in your fucking whatever on the floor of your flight to Kansas or whatever. And Ryanair sitting there going like, lol, well, maybe you should have put in, a little bit more space on the on the fucking overhead storage. <laughs> and then you see all these fucking gamins retweeting Ryanair. And corporations slamming someone who has a genuine fucking concern for their shitty service. I don't like it. Sound like an old man. I don't like it. I like humor. I like people who pretend to be Ryanair. You know, like there's people that change their ads like at Ryanair to help, but with a fucking random F somewhere in there. You know, that's funny because you'd be like, oh, oh, that's fucking good. Like Elon Musk has made it way more easier too, because you can just pay for a fucking blue tick, which, uh, which I refuse to do. I mean, I'm not sad enough to admit that I have actually filled in the form before, going like Blue Tech me boys, you know. But now I'm like, I'm not paying fucking eight quid for you to Blue tick me because I'd rather I'd rather let the account die than play eight dollars. I don't even know what the fucking dollar equivalent is in euro or sterling where I am now. But anyway, these fucking things. But I, you know, what I also think, if you owned the Twitter account of a massive corporation, right? Imagine how easy it would be to like completely fuck things. That must be the most tense job in the world, right? The most tense job in the world is if you're working the Twitter account of a massive global company. Because you'll go viral if you accidentally like something like you shouldn't have. Do you know, do you ever see times when it goes viral when, like, McDonald's, uh, you know, even if it's just for three seconds, it's like too late. Because there's so many people online ready for it to points on it. It'll be screenshotted. Uh, it'll be whatever. Like, well, fucking, someone in McDonald's is fucking horny or something, you know? It's gone viral in 22 countries. My point is <laughs> can you imagine being fired? Can you imagine being fired for making the world think that Ronald McDonald really likes, like, hentai porn or something? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Cracking myself up. God. I used to love adverts. Uh, You know, I fucking saw an advert the last day, and it was for a phone company, but I don't know what phone company, and it was a guy falling out of the sky, like, going clean through the crowds, and he's just going, like, we know what it's like. We know... (laughs) We know what it feels like when you're out of data. And it's a guy literally falling from the sky. And I'm like, I don't think that you know, I don't think the jumpers on 9-11 were sitting there going, you know what, I think I should have joined Orange. Orange is a better rate, you know. Fucking outrageous. Okay, well anyway. That's a little that's all for this week. It's a, quite a shorter episode. It's a little, little solo one. Uh, and again, this week's Thursday episode, especially the people in the Discord will definitely really appreciate it. Uh so we're gonna see you on Thursday. Enjoy your games. Uh, Enjoy the... We don't... There's no games until the Patreon one, but enjoy this next week's games because we're in the fucking fantasy football... You know, we're in the fantasy football playoffs. We're nearly in the actual playoffs. Shit's starting to become clear about who the fuck's actually good and who's real and who are absolute fakers. <coughs> but anyway, that's all from this week. Thank you very much. I'll see you soon.